This next uh, young lady that's going to share with us is uh, Reagan King, and she was, um, I first met Reagan, she was a seventh grader. Uh, we had helped get Wildlife, which is Young Life's middle school ministry, going at Bodie and Truman, and she was one of the the seventh grade kids, uh, and I was just immediately drawn to Reagan's energy. She's a very vivacious young lady, um, and just one of those people that's extremely easy to talk to, very comfortable with adults, and so immediately just easy to just start connecting with her and, and just getting to know a little bit about her life. But um, in the last couple of years, she's kind of been coming around Wellspring, and, and um, she's going to share a little bit about her journey this morning. So let's bring up Reagan. Can you hear me? Can you guys hear me? Okay. <clears throat> like you said, I'm Reagan King. Oh, that's a quality picture right there. Um, that's me, freshman year at Young Life Camp. Uh, that was probably one of my lowest points right there, but um, probably from like eighth grade to like sophomore year, I was pretty insecure, alone, depressed, and just unsatisfied with not only myself, but just things that were going on in my life. Um, so here we go. Uh, I was baptized right after I was born. I was born November 27th, and I was baptized December 31st into the Catholic Church. So literally, like, a month after I was born, I was baptized. Um, I had no option. I had to go to church every week. Like, if I was at a friend's house, by golly, you were getting picked up, and we were going to church with your family that Saturday. Um, but... When I went to church, I never really had, like, a good relationship with God. I just kind of went through the motions. You guys know in the Catholic Church, you, like, you sit up, you sit down, you know when to say the prayer, you, you do this, you hold hands, and then you get communion, you leave. And I never really, like, knew why we were doing those motions or, like, like why, who we were worshiping. Like, I knew we were worshiping God, but, like, I never had a strong relationship with him. Um, I prayed a lot, but... I never really had, like, meaningful prayers. I prayed to, like, the Santa Claus God, like, with a wish list of things that I needed. Like, I want this. Can you give me this? Can you give me this? Uh, So, like Bob said, I went to wildlife uh, seventh and eighth grade, and then I went to camp both years, and then I've done Young Life my whole four years of being in high school, and through Young Life, I was a wildlife, or, yeah, I was a wildlife leader, which was an awesome opportunity, but that's kind of where I started transforming because before that I had many, many low points because I was just drowning in brokenness. There had been so many crappy things that had happened in my life that just, I don't know, just made it kind of difficult. Um, Not only when I was younger, I was overwhelmed with insecurities and depression, but when I continued to get older, I saw how broken this world really is when my family was betrayed by a leader of our church. This caused a lot more pain in my life, and uh, this betrayal was not good on my family. It caused a lot of grief, and it was just really, really difficult for not only myself to get through, but my family really, really has struggled with it and continued struggling. Um, At this point, around 15 years old, I felt betrayed, dark, alone, and I reconsidered what relationship I had with God, and I didn't feel much worth. Um, My whole family stopped going to church, um, including myself, and it really kind of messed up our family routine that we had, and that just kind of made me feel lost, and I kind of started pursuing meaningless things that I thought would fill the emptiness inside of me. I started partying and pursuing boys, and I thought those things would fill the emptiness that I had, but it, it clearly didn't because 
after the weekend was over, I would go to school on Monday and just feel terrible about myself, and I felt just as empty as I started with. Um, I was the one who thought I could do it myself. I was dependent on myself when I needed to be dependent on Christ, in my security, in how I felt loved, and how I felt worthy. Luckily, at this point, God placed several people in my life to see light in the darkness. And I know Zach sent, like, a shout-out to all those people, but if you impacted my life, you, you know, you, like, you know, you helped me. Um, last summer was when I saw the most real picture of God's power, when I saw Christ transform my friend's brokenness into love, especially my best friends, Kyle, Kate, and Sam. There was something different about them. Something had changed in them, and it was Jesus. At this point, I saw my need for a Savior. Another pivotal point was when I went to Winter Jam. And for those of you who don't know, Winter Jam is like this big, like, Christian awesome concert. It's just awesome. And it's like Caleb's, like, top bands. It's just pretty freaking cool. And um, I was a part of thousands of people glorifying God. Their God really allowed me to see his spirit. Just, just imagine it. Like, we're in the Sprint Center, and, like, thousands of people are all just, like, glorifying God, and it was just like, I can't, I can't explain the emotion. It was just, it was awesome. Okay, so anyways, there, this is a verse that really helped me get through my transformation. Um, it's Romans 12, 2, and it's, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And man, that verse is awesome, but the part that really gets me is when it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because my whole life, it had been about me, 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 me. I'm not happy. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough at anything. But God has changed my thoughts to be focused on glorifying him, not myself anymore. Um, and a part of that is finding my beauty in Christ, as opposed to what the world says is beautiful. Another example is at school, I used to be planning when the next party was going to be. Like, I'd be like, hey, guys, when we go to the next party. But now I'm planning when I'm going to have my next quiet time. And I'm like, no, sorry, I can't hang out with you guys right now. I'm going to go read about Jesus. And also, like, I changed, like, all the music I listened to. I used to listen to, like, like, when I had a bad day, I'd go and listen to, like, really sappy country music to make myself just feel worse about myself. I don't know why I did that. It was really stupid, but <laughs> now I like get in my car and I'm jamming out to Mandisa and some pretty awesome people. So. Um, seeing his power continue when I still feel those insecurities, I realize that in that moment that this life isn't about me, it's about God. Over this last year, God has allowed me to start the healing process of the hurt that was caused by the leader of the Catholic Church. At this point, I realized that I still needed to be a part of the body of Christ. I went church hopping for a while, but nothing was really feeling quite right. Um, but Katie Kimball kept begging me to come to Wellspring, and I, I was like, eh, I don't know. There was, was a lot of young life people there. I don't know. I, didn't, I just was kind of embarrassed about my whole church situation. So, But then I finally came, and... Uh, Wellspring is a true picture of what community is like in Christ. People of all ages are able to grow in their faith together. Looking back, I realized it was the grace of God that brought me here. So. Now having this understanding of why I was created, my college plans have slightly changed. I'm going to attend Northwest Missouri State University. Go Bearcats. And I'm going to major in elementary education and I plan to lead Young Life or do some sort of ministry where God will be glorified. 
And through God changing me, he has allowed me to see that this life is less about me and more about him. And I have never been more satisfied and content. Boom. <laughs> I was a little worried whether Reagan would be too shy to get up and, and pull this off this morning. You could tell she was struggling to get through that. So. I was. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're going to um, go ahead and switch out mics with Sam. We're going to... Um, do that, and we'll pray for both of you kind of at the end as, as we get this switched out. So uh, this next guy, Sam Starr, um, I've known his family uh, for a long time. His, his grandmother was my wife's young life leader um, when she was in high school, and um, his mom graduated with my brother-in-law, and so known them for a while, coached his soccer team with his dad when he was a kid, and um, but uh, kind of lost track of Sam just a little bit um, until these last couple of years, and so know his story a little bit more. He's got luscious hair, doesn't he? He's trying to figure out how to make that work over there. So, so Sam is going to come and, and share a little bit about his uh, story with us today. So let's give it up for Sam. Sweet. All right, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about my story. Um, so I grew up in a Christian home. My parents are Kelly and Rob. They're right there. Wait. Those are my parents. <laughs> um, grew up in a Christian home. My brother Mac, he can be here today, but um, we're always going to church every Sunday. And um, went to a Christian school and... I don't know, I never really had, like, a relationship with God. Like, I always knew, like, the, the Sunday school stories and stuff like that, but, like, I never really experienced any power from that, and so I was kind of just going through the motions with that, and um, so I went to a Christian school, um, got a lot out of that, like, learned a lot, but never, again, never really experienced much power from any of the stories and never really realized the importance of Jesus in my life. Um, so around my eighth grade year, I decided that I wanted to go to a public school, and so I switched over to Central, and um, very quickly, I started searching, searching for friends, searching for things to do, um, seeking thrills, and the, the things I was seeking and searching for were just kind of leaving me empty. So the things that I was, I was doing, I was smoking weed a lot, and um, drinking, and just kind of living that kind of lifestyle, and... Um, I got caught a few times um, by my parents, and um, I don't know, just seeing like the disappointment that that I that I caused them. It was pretty hard. That was like one of the low points, and just kind of feeling like, you know, like I caused them to feel that way, and so that was really rough for me. And but, you know, I still kept pursuing the same things and. I don't, I don't really know why, just that empty feeling. I was just trying to fill that void. Um, so I got caught a few more times, and it seems like a few times, every, like before I'd get caught, like the day before, I would like see my Bible on my desk or something and just kind of pray, like, God, get me out of this. And then the next day, I'd get caught. I'm like, that's not what I meant. But, <laughs> but I guess he was answering my prayers there. But... <laughs> um, so that happened a few times, and then finally, 
Um, one time I got caught. I was actually I was texting someone to meet up with them, and we were gonna go smoke or something like that. And it was my messages were going through the iCloud to my mom's phone, and she was sitting right next to me. <laughs> so thanks iCloud. Um, <laughs> and so it was that point that um, I just realized that I needed help. I was I wanted to change and. Like, I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I didn't know how to change. I didn't, I didn't know what I was missing out on, you know. And so I told my parents that I wanted help, and um, a few days later, I was sent off to a rehabilitation boarding school called Shelterwood in Independence, Missouri. And right away, they took me in and loved on me and just had a blast there. And I started to see Jesus through the leaders there, and... A lot of the leaders kind of reminded me of Young Life leaders. They're just awesome, awesome dudes and just really adventurous. And like we'd, we'd go longboarding all the time and fishing and mountain biking and just did all this really cool stuff. And I never really saw, like, the adventurous side of Jesus. And, like, I just always kind of saw the church side, like, go to church and just sit there and sing songs. And so that was really cool to see, and it made me really hungry um, for Jesus. And... So I saw that through them, and I started to pursue that and started to read my Bible. And one of the first times I opened up my Bible there, I read this passage. It is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And that helped me out a lot because I realized that I didn't have to understand what I was going through. I just had to trust in God and just know that he was going to get me to where I needed to be. And so that was huge, and um, just continued to pursue trusting in God with all my heart, and and that was awesome, and um, really just kind of embraced my brokenness and just gave it up to God, and He took it and just got rid of it for me and carried me through all that, and so I was there for eight months and got through it and graduated about a year ago. Um, and my life has just been completely different since then. I hang out with all new friends, and around the same time I changed my life, Kyle and Cade were um, two good friends of mine. They kind of were changing their lifestyle too, and so we got together and just been encouraging each other and just living life together, and um, it's been really awesome. And so, yeah, that's pretty much my story. Um, and I've got a few points I want to talk about. Um, one is how has Christ changed my perspective on life and now instead of like thinking about just myself all the time like I'm thinking about like how I can be glorifying God Um, because we were created for Jesus' glory alone and one of the things that really changed was I used to think that Um, I, used to, I used to look for satisfaction in stuff like drinking and weed and um, some other things too. And now like, I realize that anything on this world like, is going to let us down. And like, the ways of the world are just not satisfying. And I realize that I can only find true satisfaction through glorifying God. And so that's been huge. Um, and then a few people that have played a huge role. Um, the community that I'm in. Um, I have a lot of friends that we get together regularly and talk and encourage each other and challenge one another, and it's played a huge role this last year 
Um, I got the opportunity to go on work crew with Cade to Malibu and got to share my story there. And that was awesome, just the ways that God has used me through through the story. And, like, looking back now, like, remembering, like, thinking to myself, man, I need help, like, before I got sent to my school, like, like God knew what he was doing. He put that on my heart, and it's it's been awesome. And it's just crazy to look back and see that. And um, people to thank, um, my parents, for sticking with me through it all and continuing to pray for me even when I didn't believe in myself. Um, my grandparents to praying for me too, and um, my brother for um, continuing to look up to me, even looking for the good in me, even though it, was, it wasn't very good. Um, Taylor Kennedy's played a huge role, uh, just mentored me and my friends, and, um, and everyone that's just been following my story and praying for me. So thank you.